Well, good morning and welcome to Hope City Online. It is an honor and a privilege to get to worship with you this morning. I want to invite you to open your eyes, open your ears, and open your hearts as we worship Jesus together. Come on, let's sing.
there's nothing better. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. There's nothing better this morning.
Good morning, Hope City. Uh, listen, we're excited to come to you guys online this morning uh, to be able to just worship and to, to celebrate with you guys. We want to take a few minutes, and over the next few minutes, I'm going to just talk about the wins that we've had over the course of the last month. Uh, June was an awesome, blessed month for our church. Uh, when I think about some of the things that God just absolutely blessed our socks off with, I think about the preacher and his dad, the golf edition and how beautiful of a story we were able to tell. And I was able to be blessed to go out with Jared and his team and to watch how they do what they do. And, and I was watching the newest edition of our team and his ability to tell story through a through a lens. And, and that's Josh Johnson, guys. He is the newest addition to our church staff family. And uh, at home, I want you just to hit the heart button and just to show your appreciation for Josh. He is a young, uh, talented uh, guy who loves the Lord, and he tells beautiful story through through camera. Uh, the second thing I want to take a few minutes and celebrate would be our food truck. I, I know we we've been celebrating that. It seems like all the time, but I'm telling you, we get blessed. It seems like all the time through that truck. In the month of June, we were able to do 13 events uh, through the food truck, and of those 13 events. Over 400 meals were given away for free. We were able to serve men and women and, and children all across our community and give meals away because of the blessings and the generosity of our church home, our church family, and through the blessings of, of, of our Lord. So just at home, once again, let's just take a few minutes and let's just show our appreciation and let's hit that heart button for our food truck. The, the reason why that food truck can do what it does and be consistent and give that amazing food away is because of people like our food truck manager, Crystal Pluck. Uh, for those that don't know Crystal, uh, she's been with us forever, but she take, she took a new role in the month of June uh, to be our food truck manager, and she has a servant's heart. Uh, just go and talk to her. She's one of the sweetest people you'll, you'll ever get to meet. And and, and it, that, that truck and her, they are a beautiful team because they both they love to serve. So uh, give it up for Crystal. Let's give some hearts out to Crystal. Uh, the next blessing I want to take a few seconds and, and, and just appreciate the win would be how amazing of a job our Hope City creative team did here on Father's Day with the My Old Man song. What an amazing job. I, I must have listened to that song uh, 20 times uh, since then. Our team just did such a beautiful job, and I know that it was a blessing to you guys as I saw the pictures rolling in of moments of themselves with their dads, and and it was just it was awesome. And, and guys, I just want to continue to show our appreciation and our, our gratitude for that team. Just keep hitting that heart button today. Today's about just celebrating how good God's been in our lives. Uh, I say all that to say this. There are multiple ways to get involved right here uh, at your church. Uh, we want you to come and we want you to appreciate and to receive the blessing that, that you will receive when you're here. But I, I promise you, you getting involved will be a much bigger blessing for you and your family than just coming and being a receiver of what's going on here. So uh, you can go online and you can go to our website and you can go to our connections card and it'll show you ways to get connected. Uh, you'll see the food truck. You'll see all different types of ways to get connected. Uh, if you Once you fill that out, it'll come to one of our staff members and we'll be in contact with you on helping you get to uh, that position where you're able to serve with us. Um, last but not least, the one that is absolutely just, uh, it's just humbling is that in the month of June, we have had multiple salvations, uh, through our digital content. Uh, and I think about that. I think about how amazing is it that the thing that the enemy tried to destroy when he when he tried to make coming to church impossible and he tried to make spreading and proclaiming the gospel impossible through this awful pandemic, through this awful thing uh, that we're all having to go through. And then I think about the ability that we were able to, to proclaim the gospel through digital and, and then to see souls saved for for people to cross from death to life through a digital feed where we shouldn't have even been able to do that that is amazing to me you guys just you should be hitting your heart the heart button over and over and over and over again at home 
Uh, we are so blessed to be able to serve a risen king that has made a way. He's made a way for us. Even through the darkest of times, even through the brightest of times, he's making a way for us. And all we have to do is receive it, guys. So we are just in a super celebratory mood today here at Hope City because we look back and we reflect on his blessings. I'm going to pray over us. Uh, We love you guys, and we're super thankful uh, that we're able to do life with you guys. Uh, Our Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for uh, your faithfulness here uh, on our church. Uh, You have always had your hand on our church. You've always had your hand on our leadership, and we are super thankful for that. We're super thankful uh, that your hand is moving and that the blessings uh, are coming in. We're seeing souls saved. We're seeing mouths fed uh, and you're making a way for that to happen God so today I just want to say thank you thank you so much for being an amazing dad Uh, we love you we are uh, we're humbled by the love you continue to show us and the provision you continue to show us in our church Uh, we ask you just to continue to be with those less fortunate than us Uh, continue to guide and protect our families as we go through these unknown times um, and be with our leadership as they make decisions uh, to, to try to manage and to try to do the best they can with the information that they've got. We just put a lot on you, God, but you're a big God, and our big stuff is small to you. And we love you, and we're thankful for you. It is in your precious name we do pray. Amen. Hey, everyone. I don't know if you may have just fast-forwarded to this part of the recording, but what I need you to do is go back about 10 or so minutes because I truly believe that God is using, He has been using, but specifically for right now, He is using the song that our worship team ended that set on. It's called Graves into Gardens, and you need to listen to it because I truly believe it is a prophetic cry and a prophetic proclamation over you and your household right now. I know I've been listening to that song and it's been speaking to my heart and in my spirit and God is using those words as something that is uplifting and what God is going to be speaking to us over just the next few moments here today is for you, for your household, your family and it is to be uplifting Because I know that there are probably some of your lives right now that that song resonates with. And you need a miracle of God, a moving of God. This is not something that man is going to bring about, but you need something of God to cause something that may be described as a graveyard. Maybe something that is death or darkness in your life right now, but you need it to come alive. And you need to go from the death, the darkness, the graveyard to a garden, something that is alive and flourishing, something that is beautiful. And that's what God is getting ready to describe to us right now. And so I want you right where you are. I would love for you And I would almost challenge you to just take out a notebook or your phone with notes and you just write a few of these things down, especially some of these passages of scripture, because we're going to be in James chapter one. And I want to just start off by reading just a couple of verses early on in this chapter. It's in James chapter one, the second verse that we read this. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, whatever has led up to maybe this part of our life where it's described as a graveyard or it's death or darkness or destruction, whatever may have led us up to this point, James being inspired by the Holy Spirit says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Now listen, I'm not getting ready to preach these passages here because a friend of mine just a couple of weeks ago, Lori Dalton, 
She preached from this passage of scripture and it was a powerful word that God spoke through her. You can go back onto our website and you can listen to it. It was actually on May 17th where her beautiful word was spoken. But I do want to point out before we go anywhere else today that God is saying through James and he's saying to us today, he is saying, hey guys, whatever we're facing I want it to be able to strengthen your faith in my son Jesus. And I'm wanting it to cause and to trigger patience. Some of the translations that you're reading may have the word perseverance. And I just want to highlight that word for just a second. In the Greek, when James was writing this in the original language, he used a word that would be described like this. It wasn't a a patience that would be described as someone sitting, waiting in a doctor's office. It's not a passive kind of waiting. No, he used a Greek word here that is an endurance, that is an active perseverance. It requires something of us. It's a word that would be used when you're struggling and fighting to finish a race. Because you know that the finish line is there. You know that you've been given the ability to run this race, but you have to continue to put one foot in front of the other. That's what James is talking about here. It's what his whole letter is actually about. The fact that you and I are probably at a place. I mean, if we're living in 2020 and our eyes are open and we're aware of our surroundings, you know that you're probably being challenged to put one foot in front of the other right now. And so that's what James is saying to us, what's God saying to us today. And so I just want you to maybe write these three things down because I want to challenge you that these three things that we're just going to talk about for a moment today I pray that they stick with you, not only this week, but this is a pattern for us to live by. And we see it right here in James chapter one. The first thing that I want you to write down is this. We have to allow the word of God to speak to us personally. A lot of times we gather in church and and we hear the preacher talking and we think, wow, those are some great words. And maybe we went to church a couple of times this month. But if we don't go away and allow these words to sink into our spirit. And guys, these words are nothing more than words written on, written on a page. And so we have to allow these words to speak to us personally. And I'm going to challenge you right now listening to this. I'm going to challenge you that this would be a daily routine, not something just to check off a list, but something that is being a daily discipline of us reading God's word. And I know that may sound old school and it may be some lost art, some lost discipline that is for our parents or our grandparents' generation. But I would challenge even maybe some of our younger listeners right now that every day, morning, noon, night, or all of them, we would allow the word of God to sink into our minds and our hearts and move our spirits. I know personally I was preparing for for this talk weeks ago. And I just the other day was tested. And the word here in James says this, my dear brothers, I'm in the 19th verse. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone, including me, including you, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. Those are great words. We cheerlead those. Those are phenomenal. Yeah, let's post that on our social pages. And let's point our finger and say, yeah, you all should be slow to speak and quick to listen and 
slow to become angry. No, let's allow these words to be personal to us. Because I just said a second ago, I was tested just the other day. We were driving on a trip about an hour and a half away. And I got about 15 minutes down the road, which that's not a long ways. But it feels like a forever. It feels like eternity. 15 minute drive in a car feels like you've driven to the west coast of the United States when you hear one of your children in the back seat say they forgot something at home that was imperative for when we arrived at our destination. I mean, I remember hearing those words and immediately, this was so awesome. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Scott, it's a good opportunity right now for you to apply what you are getting ready to preach. Talk about conviction. The Holy Spirit said to me, practice what you preach. Now, I'm not going to tell you which child of ours forgot something very important on this road trip, but he, my 12-year-old Lincoln, is the same child that shot a BB gun and shattered our fiberglass backboard on our brand new basketball goal. He's also the one that broke a TV just the other day. And the Holy Spirit has been saying to me, hey, Scott, practice what you preach. Be very quick to listen, but be very slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's been times where some of those things and even others have happened where I have been just the opposite of that. You see, I have preached the word, but I've not actually allowed the word to seep into me and transform all of my actions. But I know I'm not the only one that's probably guilty of that. And I love the grace of our Father in heaven that God allows us to have more and more opportunities to allow the word to soak into us personally. Because I've had some times where backboards have been shattered and I acted in the flesh. I probably said some words in wrong tones with wrong motives. But God here today is allowing us through the power of his word to be transformed in the way that we speak, the way we think, in the way we react. I believe that's what the Holy Spirit has brought you to this very moment, listening to these very words for your life to be transformed forever. You see, that's what the word of God does. It transforms our lives but we must allow this word to speak to us personally. He goes on in James chapter one, reading further. He says, for a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. I believe for every one of us right now, God desires more than what you and I may even be experiencing What God desires is a righteous lifestyle. And so what you and I get to do every day, and this is the second thing I would just encourage you to write down. I would encourage you to write this down, that you and I need to be looking around. Look around you and look within you. Be actively aware of how you can live out what God's word says. Now, I know this may sound elementary and simple, but this is something that you and I need to be challenged with to put into practice every day. Look around you, look within you, and be actively looking for ways to practice God's word. Some people call the book of James one of the most practical and simple words and letters in the entire Bible. And so I would just challenge you because James goes on in the 21st verse. He says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Some of us may be in situations right now in this very day where we need rescuing and saving 
and you're looking for them or that person or this person or this preacher, it is not the preacher or anyone else that is going to rescue you from where you are in life. It is truly living out and actively looking for areas of your life for this word to be acted on. Remember I said back earlier in the first chapter that this patience that was being birthed in us was one that is, is active. It's not gonna happen for, because just you and I sitting around or sitting in a church service or listening to someone preach. It's listening to the word of God. It's reading the word of God and then being active with what God is saying to you. And so I challenge you as you look around and you look within, I guarantee you today you will see areas in your own life that need the word of God attaching itself to it. I promise you, if you look around, God will open your eyes to see areas or other people who need the love of Jesus and the word of God lived out for their life. I believe the world that we're living in today, some of us would say it's getting dark. That's good because we get to be brighter than ever. And how do we do that? It's be, it's, we get to do that when we live this word out. And so the second thing I just said, and I please write this down, look around you, look within you, and be active and aware of how you can live out the word of God today. And the third is this, and this is where we're gonna hang for just a few more moments. The third thing I would just challenge you to write down is for you to choose this lifestyle. What lifestyle? The lifestyle that is described here in God's word because you are allowing it to speak to you personally. This lifestyle that is you constantly allowing the word and the Holy Spirit to look inside of you. And if there's anything that is not of God that is a part of your life, we don't want anything to do with it. It's a lifestyle that the word is personal to. It is a lifestyle where we're actively looking who we can spread the gospel, the good news and the life of Jesus to. And I say this, it's a lifestyle that you would choose every day. Not just when things line up or when things are good, but a lifestyle that James is talking about here that no matter what is going on, it's a lifestyle that we are going to choose every day. I love what James says here. And let's just read a few more verses. He says this in the 22nd verse. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. He simply goes on and says, do what it says. Can I say this? And maybe you'll disagree with me and that's okay. Do you know that in 2020, we can have different opinions and still actually love each other. You may have a different opinion than what I'm getting ready to say, and that's okay. But I would rather you and me, I would rather us as followers of Jesus know just one verse of scripture and put it into practice, choose that kind of lifestyle, than knowing the whole text and doing nothing with it. Again, that's just my opinion. But what I know is a very hungry and a very dying world today needs the scriptures of God lived out. And this is what James says here. He says, don't just listen to what the pastor's saying. Don't just listen to what the word says. He actually goes on and says, choose this lifestyle that you do what it says. Because he goes on and he paints a beautiful picture. Just listen to this picture that James paints. He says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. Basically, he's saying that this person was only looking in the mirror 
to see if what he saw was acceptable. Not looking at it deeply and intensely to see actually what image is there. And I think he's referring to how we look into scripture. James is not saying that diving into scripture, deep diving into the word and breaking apart and knowing the Hebrew and knowing the Greek. He's not saying don't do that. But what he is saying, he's saying we don't want to just take a glance at this. And then when we go out into our life, forget what we read, forget what we discovered. He goes on and he says in the 25th verse, for when we choose this lifestyle of allowing the word to be personal to us, And when we live out actively seeking ways to live this out, he says that you and I are actually like a man, verse 25, who looks intently into the perfect law, which is the word of God. The perfect law, the word of God that gives freedom See, let me go back to the song that our worship team led us in and that prophetic song that I truly think is speaking to many of us today, turning graves into gardens. You see, the lifestyle that James is wanting us to live out here is one that does lead to freedom. And let me just speak on that just for a second. Because there's been a lot of men and women like me, preachers, proclaimers of the truth and the gospel that we've not actually put our foot down in a gracious, loving kind of way. Because I have even told people, I have let people maybe even wander astray. But listen to this. It is salvation in Jesus Christ that you and I are seeking. It is freedom from a life of sin that you and I are seeking in Jesus Christ. It's not security that we're looking for. Because security tells us that we can actually go and live any way we want and expect the blessings of heaven and the assurance of going to heaven one day. That's just wanting security that I'm not going to hell. And that's not what the gospel proclaims. That's not what giving our life to Jesus is all about. Giving our life to Jesus is surrendering our old way of life. The gospel proclaims that it is a message of freedom. Freedom to go out and do whatever we want? No, but a freedom to not be enslaved to a life of sin any longer. So it's not security that you and I are looking for in the gospel. The gospel points to salvation and freedom in a life that is represented by gardens and new life and abundance. See, James is saying, I want you guys, I want us to be people who look in a mirror and we look at the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do it, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. Doing what? Doing what the word says. See, that last sentence in the 25th verse says that he will be blessed in what he does. She will be blessed in what she does. There's probably not a person on the other side of this camera that would not say, I want a blessed life by God. Well, what we've just read just in a very few verses is telling us how you and I can live out and even live upon and receive a very blessed life. You see, James was a half-brother to Jesus. Now, James wasn't always a fan of Jesus. He wasn't always a believer. He wasn't always following his half-brother's way. But there came a time in James's life where he saw the resurrected Jesus and there was no doubt in James's heart that that, my half-brother, 
has been the Messiah, has been Savior, has been the Son of God all along. So I can't help but to think that James is now writing this and he's starting to recollect some of the things that his brother was saying earlier on in his life. Because you can go back to the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 5 and 6 and 7, and you can read some of Jesus' very own words. And James' words here throughout his whole letter sound very similar. You see, Jesus was on the mountain. He was preaching. He was talking. And I want you just to turn there in Matthew chapter 7 because I want you to see these words. It's in Matthew chapter 7, the 25th verse that says where Jesus is telling this story. Actually, let's look at the 24th verse. Jesus says this. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and listen to what Jesus says. Sounds a lot like James. He says, whoever puts them into practice is like a wise man. Don't you want to be wise? I don't know about you, but I want to be wise and I want to be blessed. I want to know what Jesus is saying and I want to put into practice what James said. Because Jesus said, hey, if you're hearing this and you actually put them into practice, you're like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. It sounds like 2020, doesn't it? Because I guarantee in your life, just like mine, there are going to be storms and winds and beatings coming around. Not only our houses and maybe our physical houses, but our, our lives as well. He says this, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words, listen to this. Church, these are for us today. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, who isn't active with them, sounds just like James, but does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. I know there's not a single person listening to this right now that you want to be a foolish man or a foolish woman. Jesus and James are giving us recipes, patterns to follow that lead to us being strong, sturdy, blessed in all that we do. No one wants to be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. You know what just the opposite of a great crash is? In James chapter one, he says that if you want to have everything you do, be blessed, put my words into practice. Jesus says that house came down with a great crash. I'm not gonna speak that over us today. What I'm gonna speak over us is that everything that you and I do, everywhere you and I go, everything you and I touch is going to be blessed. Why? Not because of anything we do, but because of the word that is alive in every single one of us. And it is active and it is coming out of every single one of us. Listen, these aren't just some pastor's words of prosperity. These are actually words that God inspired a man to write that you and I are listening to today. He says this, that if we do what these words say, not forgetting it, everything says he will be blessed in what he does. So in Jesus' name, no more are we going to be identified as individuals, as something or someone that crashes. And I'm going to speak that life over somebody right now because I I know the Holy Spirit is saying to me, there are individuals watching whose lives have been defined by crash. In Jesus' name, your life is now defined as blessed. Because you and I are allowing this word to be personal. And we're going to be active with it. 
And we're going to choose this lifestyle every day. Because I believe there's others that are looking out and watching. And you're crying out in your heart right now. You're wanting your marriage to be blessed. In Jesus' name, your marriage is not going to be defined by crashing anymore. You may be watching this and you're on your second or third marriage. This is your last marriage. It is going to be defined by being blessed. Why? Because we allow this word of God to change who we are. Our marriages are blessed. There's some of us out there that are watching this and we may be in financial ruin And our finances, if we don't even like to go online to see our bank accounts, because instead of it being blessed, it's actually more represented by having a crash. And so I just speak these life-giving words over you. You're going to start handling your money the way the word of God tells you to handle your money. It talks about being a good steward. Put it into practice. If you're sitting there and you're saying, Scott, I don't know how to spend my money and I don't even know where to go in the scripture to see how I handle my finances. Listen, reach out to us right now through our digital connection card. You can click that button and you can just say, I need help with my finances. And I can promise you something. Someone from Hope City will be in touch with you very soon because we don't want your finances to be defined by crashing. We want your finances to be defined by blessing. I know that it's not something we like to talk about here in church very often, especially during a pandemic and an economic crisis. But I want to tell you something. You want your finances and your your resources blessed? Hey, I know it's controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. We have to give our first fruits to God. It's not me making this stuff up. You can go back to Genesis chapter 4. I hit on it a little bit last week. In Genesis 4, there's two brothers, Cain and Abel. Cain wanted to just get by and wanted to give God some leftovers. Abel gave him his first fruits, fat portions. Cain killed Abel because he was angry at him because of the way God looked and blessed what Abel gave. You can look it up. It's in Genesis chapter 4. But I can promise you this. We're going to always have our finances looking like they're crashing if we're not being obedient with what God has given us in the first place. I want my finances and this church's finances to be blessed. And so we as individuals and as a church body, we have to apply what God's word says to us. Maybe you're there in your home life. It's less than blessed right now. I'll speak to the men. If you're the leader in your house, if you're the husband, you're the leader. I'm gonna really ask you, Hey, dad, hey, husband, hey, man of the house. It's time for us to allow this word of God to come over us and move us personally. I promise you, your spouse, your wife, your children are going to thank you. Maybe not today, but I guarantee you they are going to be blessed because you allow this word of God to be lived out through your life. And so maybe you're there right now. Maybe I didn't mention it. Maybe it's not your home. Maybe it's not your finances. Maybe it's not your marriage. Maybe it's other relationships. Maybe it's your work. I don't know. It's, it's life as a whole. That if we allow this word to speak to us personally, it will shape and shift the way you and I live out our everyday life. So I speak blessing over every one of you right now. I know that we are hungry for the blessing. We are hungry for darkness, for death, for graves to turn into light and abundance and gardens. Maybe you're there today. And I just want to offer you salvation through Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, but today you have watched and you have listened and you are ready to put it into practice. Can I say this? If today you're wanting to surrender your life to Jesus, right there online, we have hosts. There's some of the most gracious and beautiful, wonderful, loving people that I am around. 
would you just right now just click raise my hand because I want to receive Jesus as my savior. And I would challenge you after you raise your hand digitally, I'm gonna challenge you that you would go on and fill out one of our digital connection cards. And would you let me know? Let me know that you have accepted Jesus today. And all we're asking is your name, maybe an email address, and let us know that you surrendered your life to Jesus today, that you asked Jesus to be your savior. Because I can promise you this, We're not only going to be in touch with you, but we're gonna celebrate with you, encourage you, pray with you, and we're gonna journey along this new freedom life that God has given you today. Guys, I'm excited about what's getting ready to happen because I know there's a lot of people on the other end of this camera and there's gonna be people in this church come Sunday morning. There's gonna be people all around us that are going to take up this challenge And we're going to let the word of God speak personally to us. And we're going to be actively looking within and around us to see how we get to live this out. And then every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on, for years to come, we're going to choose this lifestyle. I truly believe that there are going to be days ahead where others who are not followers of Jesus are going to be able to recognize us because we actually live out God's word. Had a good time with you today. I hope you have a phenomenal week. Be very blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. God bless.